0: Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Vacation Rental Success, episode 139. Gosh, we are moving on, moving on to the 150. I guess it'll come around about October time, which uh, which is a bit frightening when I think about... Um, just the time that's gone by, the time that's gone by in sort of the the making of the podcast and, and all these wonderful guests that we've had on over time. I keep getting notes from people, emails from from listeners who said that they've they've just found the podcast and they're now starting back from the very beginning. And and it was very interesting because I, I recall doing an interview with um Jasper Rivers of Get Paid for Your Pad which is an Airbnb book and um and he has a podcast too. And it was a it was 18 months ago, maybe 2 years ago, and we were having this discussion and I was completely ignorant about what Airbnb actually was. It had really only just crossed my radar. And and I'm thinking gosh, if anybody goes back and starts listening to that podcast, they're going to they're going to think I was a little bit clueless at the time, but of course it it just hadn't really hit the market at, at that point. So Jasper's one of those people that I really want to go back, interview again, and and just talk to him about what, you know, what's happened over the last 18 months, two years. And there are a few other um guests that I've had on the podcast over that time that I really want to have on again just to just to do exactly that. Just to talk about what what's what's happened in the intervening time since we last talk talked because you know the changes that that are being made are just phenomenal so um today we're sort of catching up catching up on on what i've tried to give as a theme to this this past month which has been on education you know how how we find the the learning that we need to make our business a success and, you know, I've talked to a couple of my guests and asked them, where did you get your learning from? How did, how did you do it? Because as I've said a number of times, when, when I started out, there was not a great deal more than uh, a book by Christine Karpinski, who was um, working for Home Away at the time, and, uh, and the Lay My Hat Forum, which, which has been going for many, many years. And I, I found a lot of learning from there, but mostly I did it by trial and error and did it by buying properties and operating them and making mistakes and learning from every single mistake and, uh, and just moving on and taking that learning and making the next one better. So we're sort of, uh, I want to wrap up that a little bit, um, today going to be talking to, um, my son, my business partner, Mike, uh, we're going to be talking about conferences because both he and I have have been to plenty of conferences uh, in the past, not not just on vacation rentals, but uh, lots of different topics. Maybe it's digital marketing or social media, and we've been to big and small conferences and forums and you know places where people get together and network and learn. So we're going to be sharing a little bit about what we've learned. From the different events we've been to, we're going to be making an announcement about Vacation Rental Success Summit 2017 and our newly minted steering committee, which is the, the group, of, group of us that are, are now getting together to get this planning done to make Vacation Rental Success Summit 2017 absolutely spectacular, but a little bit more of that later on. So I just wanted to um, share with you just something that happened last night uh, around about 6.30 when we had a knock on the door. Now, this is the second time this has happened in, in the course of our business over 10 years. So it's not, it's not a common occurrence. But my husband went to the door and there was a gentleman there, big smile on his face. He said, well, we're here. And Phil said, okay, where do you think you are? And he said, "Well, this is Willow's Cove, isn't it? We've, um, you know, we're booked in here." And Phil said, "Mm, "Yeah, this this is the office of Cottage Link Rental Management, and the the property that you rented, Willow's Cove, is actually two and a half hours in the direction that you've just come from. So, what what the guest had done?" You know, it, it doesn't happen a lot, but in my, from my perspective, when something happens once or, or definitely twice, you've got to address it. And I was talking about this in last week's podcast when I was talking about adapting, we ha- how we have to adapt to the changing nature of our guests. And with this guest, when it came time to, to get ready to go, they just picked up the rental agreement, which had our address on it the office address, and they just put that into their GPS and just got in the car and drove. They actually had no idea where the property they were going was situated because people don't tend to look, you know, in my day, you know, back 20 years or so ago, we use maps, you know, those paper things. And you spread it out on the table and you had a really good idea whether you were going north, south, east or west. Now, this, um, this, this cottage that these people were going to would have been due north from the city of Toronto. And they got in the car and they drove two and a half hours east. And, and really had no clue that when they arrived, that it was not the right location. However, you know, we, we, we dealt with it, said we're so sorry. Um, we sent you a pre-arrival document did you get that? And he said, oh, yeah, I've got this on my phone. And he looked at it and he said, is this not the, the address then? Which, of course, was a completely different address from the one he'd just arrived at. A little bit sheepish. And um, he got back in his car and drove back the two hours. I mean, it would have only taken him 45 minutes to get from where he lived to, uh, to Willow's Cove. Instead, it was going to be a probably four and a half hour drive. Which uh, you know, I've, I really felt for him, but it triggered the conversation about educating guests and what we have to educate them on, and just just reminding them of the address, I guess, a couple of days before. By the way, this is the address you need to use. I I, I don't know, I don't know. It's something is going to come up in a meeting or two before too long, um, but uh, but yeah, that was the funny situation that happened yesterday. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more of those as the summer goes on. But uh, you know, having having said that, it makes you think. Oh my gosh, do we really have to? We've got to sort of dress up in the evening just in case somebody drops by and decides they're going to uh, to uh, take over our house as their vacation home for a week. So moving on, let's uh, let's get talking to Mike about uh, about conferences. You know, about education, about how we learn from different events that uh, that that we go to so uh here we go so hi mike how are you today
1: i'm doing absolutely wonderfully it is a another beautiful day here in ontario and uh yeah head down lots of projects going on um but i'm also super excited about some of the upcoming conferences i'll be attending towards the end of this year so I'm actually just in the process of booking flights and uh, hotels, and uh, super excited about uh, attending some of these amazing events.
0: Yeah, you're getting to be a bit of a conference freak.
1: Well, you know, it's only really only been this year. Um, I I really haven't attended conference very much at all, to be honest. I, I attended one uh, like back in 2014, um, and I didn't really attend any more until this year, and. What was crazy is that one in two thousand and fourteen completely turned around our business. Um, so it's amazing what what's what's one single event can do. And and now, of course, we've we've produced our own event. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely a. Um, I see the immense amount of value in in attending conferences. So that, that's why I am getting quite excited about these ones I am attending this year.
0: Yeah, it was interesting when you say um, it 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 turned turned our business around um, because it, it it's often something just very simple that you take away from one of these things that, that can make such a huge impact. And I mean, we, you and I both know Gary Miller um, who is from Barry here in Ontario that we met at um, at VRSS this year, who when we met him, he, he didn't have a property. He didn't even know where he was going to buy one. Uh, you know, he had some thoughts about Florida or perhaps um, different parts of Ontario and that was, when was that? The, the beginning of May. And, mm-hmm. and here we are um, just approaching August. And he opens his first vacation rental uh, to his first guests next week. Um, yeah, I,
1: th- I think it's amazing how far it's come. I, mean, I, I love some of the things he was talking about in, in episode 137, um, where, where you were interviewing him as, as a new, new owner. Uh, and I recommend if if you haven't taken the opportunity to listen to that, especially if you are just getting into the uh, the rental industry, um, that would be a very good first episode for you to listen to, just to get an idea from uh, for both Gary Miller and uh, uh, Jan Jan, Jan Carlin, um about uh, you know what, some of the things that they went through and the, and, the, and the thought process thought processes that went into buying that first vacation rental.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but with with Gary, and he'll say you know he. he I, I think we have that 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 little teaser for um for the for the conference and for the conference videos uh, that um, we've got on sale at the moment. Um, Gary is is there's a there's a little cameo of Gary in there where he said the conference. He said it was it was like drinking from a fire hose.
1: Yeah, and I think I think you can find that with 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 a lot of events. Well, we'll we'll get into talking about you know strategy and tactics for you know when you're when you're attending events. Um, but yeah, I, I think when you, you're, you're literally wrapping yourself up uh, completely and surrounding yourself with in the information that, that you have decided that you need, or you want to better, whatever it is that you're doing at the time, whether it be vacation rental or self-help or, um, mindset, you know, whatever conference you're going to, you're, you're putting yourself into that position of just being surrounded by it. Um, and yes, like I love that line. It's like drinking from a fire hose because it is, I mean, there's just so much information to take in um, and you just got to be, you know, very diligent about taking notes and, and and watching the replays and going back and actually implementing all the things you learn.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and I've done this over the years um, at, at events that uh, that I've, I've been to and I, and I, you know, no secret that my really, the, the inspiration for the Vacation Rental Success Summit, although we've been talking about it for a long time before it actually happened, was from the first Podcast Movement I went to in 2014, um, and you and I, Mike, had the had the opportunity to talk to the founders of um, Podcast Movement um, in a conference call a, a, a week or so back, and and we were asking them questions about you know how they went from from this small conference. Um, that, that I first attended, where there was only three hundred people there, to the second one where they more than doubled the attendance to the one that you went to this year um, you You just came back from that one a few weeks ago um, Tell us about um about that conference and the the podcast movement two thousand and sixteen and and what you came away from with, not necessarily about podcasting, but what in general did you come away from that conference with?
1: Well, I mean, and to start off with, I mean, you always have to have a a plan in mind into in in, in having a reason of why you're attending a conference. Um, I wouldn't recommend just going because it seems like a fun idea. Um, for me, because with the Vacation Rental Success podcast, I tend to to look after a lot of the technical aspects in, in, in the back end. And because I was not part of uh, the course that Heather attended, uh, um, I think if you look back through a uh, Cottage Blogger, you'll find uh, um, references to uh, Cliff Ravenscraft's uh, A to Z of podcasting. Um, I, I, I didn't get all that information, so I, I've always been kind of trying to learn things piecemeal. So that was my my number one goal was to go to Podcast Movement and to learn. I actually went to a, a, a full day workshop on uh, it was called Zero to Launch um, and, and how to launch your podcast from nothing. And it was great to go through every single step. And you know, there are a lot of pieces um, in putting together a podcast, just as there are a lot of pieces into renting your first vacation rental. Um, or, you know, the, you know you're buying and then you've got to um, stage, and then you've got to market, and then you've got to pull the systems in place. You know, There's a lot of things that come together, and that's the nice thing about these conferences is that within a particular industry, they will have all these different aspects and somebody talking about each different aspect. Um, so with podcast movement, I think one of the things that I was, uh, as I said, was, was looking more at the technical side of it, but I just wanted to get a bigger, a, a bigger and better understanding of the whole podcasting phenomenon. Uh, I mean, you as a listener to this podcast, obviously, you know, you are an adopter. You're an early adopter um, because podcasting is still so much in its infancy. But when you now see, you know, major radio stations now, not only do they broadcast on radio, but they also have their own podcasts as well. Um, And the reason being is, is because podcasts are not regulated by any kind of federal oversight. Um, so that way you can say and do whatever you want on a podcast. Um, you're not broadcasting it over uh, public airwaves. Um, there's, you know, the, the listener has a choice to subscribe and listen to your episodes. Uh, and I think that was the, you know, the whole thing about the, that's why it's called the podcast movement because it was this, this trying to become free of regulation and freedom of speech and say what you want. And, um, it was, it was an amazing keynote from uh, the comedian and uh, movie director Kevin Smith, um, who was one of the very early podcasters. And, it, and he was just dropping F-bombs left, right, and center. And it was just like, because I can. <laughs> no, nobody can tell me otherwise. It's my show. No, uh, like it, the, the, there's no rules here. Um, so it, it, was just, it was just nice to, to, to put myself out there into the, the culture of podcasters. Um, and kind of see um, the two sides of it, and, and I see that the, there's the documentary and entertainment side, and there is the the business and education side, um, and 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 it's very interesting to see all these people mixing together.
0: Yeah, um, it, it's unfortunate I couldn't I couldn't go to that one. I would have loved to have gone, and actually had, got that contrast between the very first first event, which was which was even with 300 people, it was it was still an intimate event um you got huge amounts of networking done and everywhere you turned there were people that that you knew or that you could come to know H- how different was it mike when you know there were nearly 1200 i think at, uh, at at this year's event
1: i think um it, it's it's certainly i got the impression there was a lot of people there from podcast movement 2015 um and, and a lot of people seemed like old friends there was definitely a lot of a lot of cliques but for as, as a newbie um, kind of there for the first time, I definitely found it was a little intimidating um, so it was um, i, I didn 't kind of get to network with as many people as i 'd like to and I, I also went with a with a friend who's also um, a, an online entrepreneur, so we actually tend to spend a lot of time just just the two of us kind of doing our own thing um, so that's something that, that's worth considering when, when, when you're attending a conference. If you go with somebody else, it's very, very likely that you'll become very insular as as the, the pair or the small group you're in. And I have to say from uh, the, the, the last conference I went to back in 2014 where I went on my own, I found I developed more relationships and I, I, I actually achieved more um, by attending a conference on my own. And, and I'm not a hugely extrovert person, um, but I also – I 'm not alone either I 'm going to say hi to people and kind of you know make introductions and and, and that's how you, you you know you grow your network and that's how you grow your your support system for your business um, and certainly that's probably one of the number one things that came away from the vacation rental success summit was the the support network and, and, and the the network of friends and colleagues in the same industry going through the same problems. And finding the same solutions—that mm. um, was one of the things that really came out of the Vacation Rental Success Summit. So I think that's that's a very universal uh, benefit of attending conferences.
0: Yeah, I think you, you make a couple of great points there, um, particularly about. And I, and I I have never actually gone to a conference um, along with somebody else. Um, so I've I've only ever gone on my own, and and I am, I I, I wouldn't say highly introverted, but um, I, I definitely find it tough. To, to walk into a room with a lot of people and, and most people do you know it's it's not an easy thing to walk into a room with a lot of people and people seem to know each other and how do you how do you break into into that um so if you it, it's a little it's almost like a comfort blanket if you go with a friend and then you, you two just stick together but then you do miss out on you know having to take yourself out of that comfort zone and put yourself out there so yeah that's, that that's a really good uh, good point. Um so let, let's let's just have a, a just just a quick rundown on other conferences you've been to and what you actually you know what were the best, best factors of them what 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 would you say you know if we were trying to I mean we are we are putting together the best VR best vacation rental conference ever for next year um and we're doing it from what we learned from VRSS this year, but also from what we're, we're experiencing from other events. So what, are, what, what were your key takeaways from, from other events you've been to?
1: Well, I, as I said, I think the, the only so, uh, podcast movement um, was the, the most recent one, but the only other conference I've really been to was, uh, was NAMS, uh, which is, stands for the Novice to Advanced Marketing System. Now, unfortunately, I don't believe they are. They used to have uh, a conference twice a year, um, and I don't believe they're they're doing that anymore. I think it's now down to like smaller one day workshops. Um, and what was very interesting about uh, Nams is that it, it was a very intimate group um, of people. Um, that it, it's kind of difficult to explain. It, it was created by a guy called David Perdue, um, uh, who was a um, you know he's a digital marketer and he's been you know marketing um, you know different products and affiliates and things like that for. Probably fifteen years or so um, and what he'd done was to create this 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 core group of people that, or, where they, they basically all help each other with their own with their product projects um, so they're bringing outside speakers and and learn different aspects of you know how to market products online and how to you know develop relationships and networking and and all that kind of stuff so I think one of the key things I took away from that conference was the the importance of, of of a community that you can develop from from an event, um, and and I have to I'll, I'll give David Perdue, and you can uh, we'll put the information to Nams in the, in the show notes. Um, but one of the things I really learned from David is is the art of, or, or I'm trying to learn from David, is the art of community, um, because from that one conference, he's probably had about four or five of the people in that group who have then started their own conferences. That he now goes to attend, and it's it's this. It may sound a little incestuous, but it, it, you know that's how you, you help each other. Um, and his whole mission was always about just helping his community. Um, and I think that, that is a, that that is. I, I think there are definitely different styles of conferences. There's a conference. There's conferences that are purely commercial. They're commercial driven, where it sponsors and they're trying to sell you stuff, and you know, and those are the conferences normally where you don't have to pay very much to go. Um, well, those are the conferences where you you get there and there's there is just enough content for you to uh, to, to kind of uh, tickle the taste buds, but there's no real meat. And then at the end of it, they give you a, a, a half hour, forty five minute sales pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, I, you know that 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 reminds me. We did go to a conference. <laughs> we went to that real estate conference in Toronto, um, and it, I, I'm
0: we walked no, out.
1: We didn't we. we we walked out and, I, and I, I, you know, it was, you know, there, there were lots of big names there. And, yeah, and yes. I guess.
0: Do you remember? Because Donald Trump was there.
1: Donald Trump was there too. Yeah. And, and that was, um, but yeah, it, it was all about real estate sales and investing. But every single speaker, no matter whether they were a big paid speaker like Donald Trump or, or some of the, the, the lesser known speakers, every single one of them had a 20, like I would say over a third of their presentation was a sales pitch for their product or service. And it was... It was infuriating because you just felt like you just been duped. Um, so I, I, that, I was really mad, and and I not I won't, um, I, I, was, I think that actually put me off attending conferences for a long time. Mm. And, and you know what? I'll I'll tell you what. When I went to Nams, the very very first pre- presenter I saw, um, he did a it was a forty. I'm not going to drop names, but he did a, a forty five minute uh, presentation, and the last five five to ten minutes of it was a sales pitch. And I was so mad, and I, I, I remember calling you, and I said, I can't believe I've come all the way to Atlanta and spent all this money, and it's just going to be another one of these, these crappy sales pitches. Um, and, I, and I went to, and I, I had already made friends with um, um, somebody there, uh, uh, Bob Jenkins, actually, who we had speak at our conference, who actually became our business coach. Um, and I, I'd, I'd already made friends with him, and, and he'd introduced himself, and we got talking, and I went to see, see him. I said, Bob, is it all like this? Because I'm going home. Like I am so mad! Like I don't want to be here to be pitched to every single session. And he said, "Mike, you know what? Just give it until lunchtime." There is a couple of, like I, I told him who else I was going to go and see, and he and he said, "You know what? You, you will. If you if you don't like it at lunchtime, then then I'll pay for your cab ride back to the airport." But you, you, you'll and and after that, every single presentation was one hundred percent content service driven um and it was you know it was really really good conference it was just unfortunate that very very first one just kind of really kind of soured my uh soured my opinion
0: yeah um i i remember that call from you because you were so excited about going and 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 i another one that i was meant to go with you and, and wasn't able to attend um and i remember that phone call you were saying i th- i think i'm going to come home i i can't do this i can't sit here for for two days and get to get sold to so, you know, that, that, that was, that was, a that, that was something that we brought into Vacation Rental Success Summit, wasn't it? We said, you know, this is not, we we will never, ever do this. Um, you know, going into the, 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 the concept of it with, with the thought of it's, it's help don't sell at every single point so that people, are, people will come away from every session, um, having something, um, that that they can actually act upon and uh, and do when they get home, so um so yeah I'm, I'm just thinking back to factors of the best ones I've been to um I went to home away summit back in um Phoenix Scottsdale um quite a few years ago that was where I met Matt Matt Landau so I guess to to me factors of of the best conferences would be the people that I meet the the, the networking um, that I then take to the next level. It's not just a matter of collecting a business card and, um, not doing anything with it, but it's creating, it, it's meeting the people and realizing that you need to make a relationship with this person. And, uh, you know, meeting Matt at, at that home away summit was, was a, was a game changer for me. Um, other, other things, you know, it's, it's, it's simple things for, for me, as I say, you know, as, as, as an introvert is, is people at conferences who aren't in cliques, who are willing to be open to drawing you in, um, and, and making, making you feel welcome. Um, another thing was, um, this was some, something that I found at a a VRMA conference. I went into one session and there were round tables and not the theater style seating. And that was a huge benefit I found. And that of course is something we took into VRSS. We made the um in the in the main hall we had the round table. So people could come and sit at a table and while they're waiting for the speaker to start, they're all talking to each other. And I think, you know, that there that that was a huge thing. And because then we went through listening to the content and then after the speaker had finished, we sort of tended to sit there at the table and discuss what we'd learned which then further um you know gets it into your head gets it into your brain what they've just talked about because you're sharing different aspects of it with other people at the time if you've got that theater seating you you, you'll have somebody on your right and left perhaps but you don't tend to talk to them so so that that to me was a, a big takeaway from from conferences i've been to
1: yeah, and, and I think um, the j- just to reiterate that that was the idea of the round tables for the success summit, that was the, that really, really helped to solidify some of those relationships. Um, but I will say that I, I think already with what we've seen and in the interest for Vacation Ronald Success Summit 2017, I don't think we'll be able to have round tables in the main room next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now um, you with- tell me. <laughs> Um, but, but I think that, because um, I think that, that main room is going to be uh, pretty packed. But I, I, what I will say is, is, you know, one of the things, you know, as, as we both identified, is that one of the most valuable aspects of any conference is, is the networking and those relationships. Um, I mean, I, I've talked to several people, um, and I think we may have discussed it a couple of times in the podcast about the importance of having a mastermind. Uh, and a mastermind group is where you, you, you get together on, on a weekly or bi-weekly, sorry, or every other week um, with like-minded people in your, doesn't necessarily have to be in your industry, uh, but in your industry can help, where you get together and you kind of, you become the support system. and it, It's much more intimate. Um, and I found a lot of people tend to create mastermind groups at these events where you you, you agree that, you know, guys, we had such a great time here. Let's agree to hang out for half an hour, 45 minutes once a week and hold each other accountable to all the things we say we're going to do. And that can be immensely valuable. I mean, unfortunately, our mastermind group um, uh, kind of went in different directions uh, about a year or two back. Um, But that group did help drive some new ideas and new direction for everybody in the group.
0: Oh, yes, absolutely. It, and I'm, and I'm, we still are in touch. I'm still in touch with all the members of our group. We just don't and, – and have the occasional chat. Um, and, in fact, when I go down to Dallas this year, I'm going to be meeting up with um, with one of those group members and, and having a face-to-face, which will be great. So, you know, it, it's it, – it's a lot of it is about the people you meet, the people you meet mm-hmm. face-to-face. So, you know, we've been talking about education and, and, and learning. Um, so how – in 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 these in these events, you go to um workshops i mean maybe they will call the workshops or the seminars or the presentations how How would you say you evaluate what you learned in those workshops i mean was it was it relevant did i mean you always fill in these little evaluation forms at the end, but it's more impactful if you're able to put something into action um a short while after so you know it just got me thinking when when you went to podcast movement how did you actually choose which of those workshops you were going to attend because there were a ton of them and and did you actually really get stuff out of them that you could use
1: i think because podcast movement has um has as i said two very different sides to the business um, and also, you know, you, you can get really sucked into the, the, minutia the minutiae uh, of the, the technical side of, of the podcast, which I think a lot of people, as I said, the more of the entertainment side, um, are more focused on that, you know, the sound quality and sound engineering and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I took a, a long, hard look at the, the program and, you know, what was going to be included and also who the presenters were, um. Uh, it, it's really important when you look at the speaker list is to to find out what it is they 're going to be speaking about, um, and you know if you 're not sure who they are, um, but maybe you like the title of their presentation, then go on to Facebook or, or, or go on to Twitter or go on to LinkedIn and find out who they are like what, what is it that there is there or even onto their own website find out what, what it is that they actually specialize in um, because you know even if you don't get as much out of the actual presentation as you 'd hoped. If you can, I, and this is one thing I try and do, I always try and make sure I'm in the front row. Always try and make sure I'm in the front row, because then you have the opportunity to, you know, you can, you know, if you ask questions, you're right in the front, and the speaker cannot ignore you. But you could be in a, you could be in a room of 500 people, but if you're in the front row, putting your hand up, um, the speaker will notice you, and that way, afterwards, you know, that's a, a, a nice icebreaker to to go back up to the speaker, you know, before the room t- changes over to the next presenter to to jump in there and just shake the hands says thanks so much that was great just further to my question and you can actually develop relationships mm-hmm. with the, 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 the real experts in the business um, and especially if you can kind of um, you know can I can I send you a, a question or two afterwards or uh, you know and sometimes you know there are some really amazing speakers out there who are, are more than happy to connect on Skype and, and help you further depending on the size of the business um, I had the opportunity at podcast movement um, I actually ended up helping. Uh, john lee dumas kind of prepare the room for him i was handing out some flyers and uh and i got to you know have a little private chat with him and kate and you know and those are people that that i follow um in terms of how they run their business and 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 it was it was just nice to have that little uh that little bit of you know interaction
0: absolutely fantastic point there because well in the early days when i was going to events and i was sort of in awe of some of the speakers even if i saw (laughs) It's this, this, this goes to my shyness a little bit. So even if I saw them standing, um, you know, without anybody around them or just talking to one or two people, I wouldn't go and approach them. And that's something I've learned. I think I've learned that from being a speaker myself, because there's nothing I like more afterwards than to have people come up and speak to me and ask me more questions. And I think that's really important to to know that those people who are up there speaking. They're doing so because they have a passion for the topic. And in that passion is a, a need to, to share and to help people. So don't ever think, that anybody that's standing up on the stage is not approachable because I, you know, bar none so far that I've ever come across, they are all completely approachable and you should do it and you should do it and make that connection. Because once you have that connection, you know, you you, you can then you can then bolster it by using Twitter and by using Facebook groups to, to actually connect with them more. So um, that was a good point you make. And I didn't know you'd had that little time with JLD.
1: Yeah, and and I had a little bit of time with Pat Flynn as well. Um, but I think just going back to your point, though, in terms of how you evaluate what workshops you should attend, I mean, the podcast movement for me because I wasn't very, I was really I, I, my evaluation was based on the speakers I knew, mm-hmm. um, or the people I knew, you know, in that space. Um, but I think certainly if you take the time to evaluate your business or or the reasons that you're attending the conference, and then pair those reasons with the workshops that are being presented, yeah. Um, and don't always feel i know this this is a disadvantage of sitting in the front row though if you sit in the front row and and it's a crap presentation and you want to, oh, then it's a little awkward when you want to get up and leave um so 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 only sit in the front row for the people that you really want to talk to
0: <laughs> yeah i'd i would uh, I would go along with that too so what about um you know i i think t- to know that a conference has been a success you've got to have. Um, takeaways you know you've got to have something that that keeps you going to them i guess that um, that that keeps you motivated um so I came up with sort of the five takeaways that you need to have to have to know you 've been to a successful conference and you you can add to this if you want mike but my my takeaways would be the number one is that you come away from any conference with a game changing nugget of information that's number one you know it's been successful if you take away something that is going to change your business in such a way that you're you're going to um achieve more, you're going to feel more successful, you're going to meet your goals. So it, it could be, I don't know, it could be something very, very small. It it could be just something that you just adjust in your business from something that you've learned that that, that makes a difference to it but that to me is is certainly something that I evaluate the whole success if I have that that game changer and and I I call it the game changer you know from from each one I've ever been to you know what was the game changer of that conference um secondly I'd want um a, from what I learn over the course of the one day or the two day is a timeline I take away a timeline for making those changes making those improvements so if I if I learn something that's more strategic, it could be something that I would put into my 5-year plan, my my goals for for the 5 years. If it's if it's a small adjustment that I've learned I need to make, then I put that in the timeline for 4 weeks or 6 weeks or 2 months or whatever. So I I would always if I if I can come home with this timeline of of things that I'm going to do and feed them into my calendar then I feel it's been a success. The third one and I know you did this is to have a is is to have a specific notebook just for the key points. The absolute key points that you learn along along the way, along the weekend or the few days you know, or the the day that you're there. Um not just a notebook that you're taking notes in for every uh, for, for every workshop or every session, but a separate one where you just put those, I suppose they, they are the game changers. They're the nuggets. It's a, it's, it's a nugget notebook, if you like. Um, fourthly, it would be, I would want, I could want to come away from every conference with a list of at least five people that I'm going to contact after the event. You know, if I haven't got that list of five people, then I feel that perhaps I haven't done enough. Um, to To network or or there was something failing at the conference that that didn 't allow that networking to happen, but I want to come away with this this list of at least five people, and then that goes into my timeline as well as to how and when I contact them, whether it 's through um, Facebook or Skype or twitter or or a phone call, just making that phone call and keeping that contact going and that comes back to what you were talking about masterminds, Mike maybe those five people become your mastermind, and then my fifth one, my fifth takeaway. I need to have to know I've been to a successful event is coming away with huge motivation to do something, not coming away thinking, well, you know, food was good. Um, and the bed was comfy, but, and I met some nice people, but not feeling I'm motivated to actually make that change. So those are, those are my five takeaways that, that I have to have to know it's been successful. And that would be, you know, if it's successful, then I would probably go again the following year.
1: I, I think all those are, are very, very valid. I think they're, they're fantastic points, and especially the one, um, I mean, I I don't use a notebook. I always take my laptop because I, I find quite often uh, you know, during a presentation there'll be a, a link or a reference to something that I just want to check out right there and then. Um, but I always keep one Word document open, and it's completely separate from any of the presentations, and it's just simply called Awesome Ideas. Because um, what happens is in all these presentations is that you'll hear something, and you'll in your, your mind you'll relate it to your business and go and the, a light bulb will go off and, and literally at some of these conferences if you, if there's great content and it's relevant, you may have a, a, like a twenty light bulbs go off every single session um, but you've got to make sure you note down those ideas otherwise they, they'll be gone because the, the 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 drinking from that fire hose you will just drown in all these ideas and you'll lose the good ones um, so definitely make sure you know when you're going through um, that uh, you know those presentations is having that dedicated notebook or or, or word document open.
0: Yeah. Um. So it, it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. How, you know how to, how you take those notes. You know, it, it could be on a on an app or. Uh, I mean, I'm still I'm still old school pen and paper stuff. Um. Okay. Well, we're moving on here and. I wanted to bring it all back really to VRSS and what we're doing for 2017 and uh, you know I said at the beginning that I wanted to announce the um the or I wanted you to announce the the date um and the place and and then I'm we we can talk about our steering committee um yeah and the group of us that are now together to um, to create an even well, just just the most monumental event for two thousand and seventeen.
1: Yeah, so um, we we can. If you haven't heard already, um, uh, we are officially announcing that we will be having a vacation Rental success summit two thousand and seventeen back in Toronto. Um, now, the reason we've chosen to go with Toronto is because the the venue that we had it at was it was. The, the comments we got from the attendees was 100% the venue was didn't just make the conference, it was the conference. Um, and everybody loved the fact that we had the whole place to ourselves. Um, so this time we'll be absolutely maxing out the venue. Um, the, the The place will be absolutely packed with everybody coming for the Vacation Round Success Summit 2017. So sadly, I believe 17 will be our last time in Toronto. Well, certainly at that venue in Toronto anyway. Um, but we will be going on the road for 2018 and I can tell you that we are already looking for venues. Um, so if you want us to come to your city, make sure you, uh, leave a comment in the show notes for this, uh, this episode, um, over at cottageblogger.com and this is episode, uh, was it 139? Yep. Um, so make sure you leave a comment, say, please come to my city. Uh, and just maybe just give us a, a few reasons why, because, you know, all these comments are going to help. Uh, we're not going to be into looking for um, or actually doing um, uh, site inspections or visits until probably uh, in the new year. But we will have the venue for 2018 secured before um, to, uh, Vacation rural Success Summit 2017. So that way we can be um, you know promoting that at the event. Now, the dates for the summit are a little bit different than they were in 2016. We're, we're pushing into May. Uh, we just want to push a little bit further away from um, another major conference, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but we're looking at the weekend of the fifth, sixth, and seventh of May, two thousand seventeen. Um, now, the plan is is that we will be having a full days uh, or, or, or multiple full day workshops on Friday, the fifth of May. Um, so, if you're planning, uh, um, you know, if you're putting it in your calendar right now, I know I know you're probably feverishly pulling out your calendar and, and putting it in there. Um, I would plan to arrive on the 4th, which is the Thursday, um, and then plan to leave on Monday the 8th uh, because we are going to secure the accommodation at the uh, the venue to uh, from right from Thursday through to Sunday, and we have an overflow hotel just down the street, and it's going to be another incredible event. Um, and yeah, as, as Heather said, we uh, have brought on board um, two amazingly influential people in the vacation rental industry. Who are very knowledgeable um, who have um, gladly and and very kindly given up their time to help support the event by giving it a direction uh, in more of a team environment, so if you want to talk a little bit more about that yep
0: yeah, yep yeah. so we uh, I, we, we didn 't have to really co-opt anybody um, we we just asked if these two people would be happy to help them help us out, and they were both highly delighted to do so, so I just wanted to announce that the steering committee for um, the RSS 2017 consists of Mike, myself, um, Erica, who is our events manager, who is, you know, she, she is the, the big cheese, really. She's, she's defining how this event gets run. And we also have David and Gotti, um, from Smoky Mountains, um, smokymountains.com, um, I'm sure some of you, well, many of you will know of David. I've had him on the show. He's an amazing, amazing person, great businessman, um, has brought SmokyMountains.com from from a tiny little company to just a, a a very power, well, just a powerhouse in vacation rentals in that area. And, and last but not least, um, Matt Landau has joined us on the steering committee. Um, we couldn't be happier to to have Matt with us because he brings so much um, so much knowledge, um, so much in the way of business strategy to, um, to, to every meeting we've had. and uh, you know he, he's getting us focused on how to make this uh, conference for 2017 even better. And and for those who said we'd raise, you know, we'd raise the bar too high. And I think I said we'd raise the bar too high in 2016. Well, Matt and David are going to be helping us just just get over that bar and um, with ease and bring you something that is completely phenomenal for next year.
1: Now, if any of you haven't heard of those two guys, I mean, Matt has been a guest on the podcast many, many, many times. So if you're a fairly new listener... Uh, you can go back. I mean, I'm just looking through some of my back catalog here. Um, episode 56, 61, 65, 70, 81, <laughs> 84, 88, Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Matt, Matt, Matt does really enjoy being on, on our, our podcast with us, and, uh, and he has some, some amazing vacation rental knowledge to share. Uh, and David, he was with us on episode 120, um, and he was talking about um, how to create a vacation rental travel portal um, because David really has a, a very keen eye for uh, content management in terms of how to take a lot of information about your vacation rental area and present it in such a way as to drive an immense amount of traffic to um, potential bookings.
0: And, um, and David has been to many, many conferences, in just not, the, not just in the vacation rental world, but digital marketing. Um, so he, he's, got, he's bringing his, his knowledge of how the best are run and yeah. uh i it, it was a the huge compliment we had from from david in uh, this year when he said it this that vrss um 16 was one of the best conferences he'd ever been to so that was that was hu- you know just huge for us and uh and
1: i mean and I, it, especially when we've been having chats and he's been he's been you know telling us what other conferences he attends and he attends multi million dollar conferences with you know the big screens and the razzle dazzle and and all the, all all the the pizzazz. Um, but he said, just the, the intimacy and the um, just the, the way that everything was put together. Um, that was what he loved about vacation Ripple success, and we just we just got to keep that going.
0: Yeah, well, that, that's it. That's 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 our announcement. Um, we'll be sending surveys out before very long. We want to know. We want to, this is this is going to be tailored to you, and we want to to know what's going to make it the best. Uh, best experience for you. Um, what about ticket sales, Mike? Because I know that people are going to be asking, well, when can we buy tickets? Because this, we, we're we pretty sure that this one is going to sell out because of the success of this year. And we only have a limited number of seats available for 2017. So um, what what dates are we putting these tickets on sale?
1: Well, I'm not going to release the date for ticket sales just yet, but if you are interested in, in being uh, kept apprised of when, we, when tickets do go on sale, not, they're not going to go on sale for for another uh, few weeks yet. Um, but if you go to the show notes, um, again, this is uh, cottageblogger.com, and we'll make it easy, cottageblogger.com forward slash 139. If you go to cottageblogger.com forward slash uh, 139, that's the show notes for this episode, and there will be a, a, a spot there where you can sign up to be on the mailing list for um, the summit. Um, and you'll be the first to know when the tickets are going to be going on sale.
0: And that will be the first to, to, to take advantage of the early bird pricing.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and I just wanted to to, to touch on, just before we, we round this up, is is that, you know, we talk about the Vacation Ronald Success Summit an awful lot. And, you know, I think through this episode, I, hopefully we've convinced you that the value of attending um, conferences, uh, you know, as, as a portfolio of your own learning for your vacation rental business, there are a few other events that we would gladly promote. Um, not just in the vacation rental business, but just, you know, as, as general, um, conferences that you should attend because I'm a big believer that, um, the vacation rental industry is solely, is very wholeheartedly married to, to digital marketing. Um, because you know, all our businesses are based online. Um, so there are several events that we would really encourage you to look at and, and consider attending. So do you want to start off?
0: Um, well, I was just going to say uh, um, we, we are getting short of time. I'm just going to put them all in the links uh, on the show notes, Mike. Unless there's okay. any any you want to mention, but I, I think we'll just put them in the links on the show notes. Come come to that if, if if you want some um, uh, to take a look and see what's what's going on and where, then um, that that will be there.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so the, the, those will be in the show notes too, and uh, we've got a, a nice little lineup there. Uh, and you know what? What I'll also do is I will put into the show notes um, uh, next to those uh, those links uh, the ones that Heather and I will be attending. Um, so, if you want to get together for for a drink and chat and network, then then those will be the the events that we'll be at.
0: Excellent. Well, I think that just about wraps it up, Mike. Um, you know, over the course of the next um, next nine months, we will be returning. Back to the subject of conferences because once we've got our speaker line up, I'm going to be talking to every speaker we're going to be interviewing every single one of them so you get some indication of you know some idea of of what they're going to be like and um and get some you know uh some idea of whether you want to attend their workshop or their presentation um so for now, thank you so much for for joining me Mike
1: thank you for having me once again
0: and uh, and thank you very much everybody out there for listening. And I'll look forward to being with you again very, very soon.
1: This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.